Today we're on week number six of our of our Miracles in John series, and that means it brings us to this miracle when Jesus heals the blind man. And I want to start just by reading a few verses right from the Bible. If you have your Bibles at home, I encourage you uh, just to open it, open them up to John chapter 9. If you don't have a Bible at home, download the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app. I want to start by reading the story, and then we're going to just spend a little bit of time sort of setting, setting up the, the scene and setting up sort of our own hearts to be able to hear from God so that we can really apply this to our lives. In John chapter 9, starting in verse 1, it says, As Jesus wa- was walking along, he saw a man who was blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? Verse 3, Jesus said this, it wasn't because of his parents' sins or his sins. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out, carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, and then no one can work. But while I'm here in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, verse 5, I want to read that again, because there's so much to that, because we're, we're going to look at a, spoiler alert, we're going to look at a story where Jesus is going to heal this guy who was born blind. So when you think of light, you think of being able to see. And so again, I want to read verse five in John chapter nine. Jesus said, while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. And then it says this in verse six. Then he turned to this blind man. He spit spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and he spread the mud over the blind man's eyes He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means sent. So Jesus sends him to this pool that means sent. And the man went and washed and came back seeing. Now there's the miracle right there. By verse 7, we've got the miracle. But if you notice in your Bibles, for the rest of the chapter, many more verses, we see this interaction between the blind man and the Pharisees, the religious leaders, of the day. And then later on, we're going to see that Jesus finds the blind man and has one last interaction. So all of this is so important. It's so valuable for you to understand as you understand verses one through seven, the miracle itself, but then we understand the purpose behind the miracle, the reason behind the miracle. And here's the point I want you to understand today. God uses suffering, even today, to open our eyes to new insights but only if we're willing to see life in the light, in the light of Jesus. Now, for many of you today, maybe some of the suffering that has been brought into your own world, to your own life in these last few weeks as you've been quarantined, maybe you are opening your eyes to some new insights. I know for Tracy and I at home, uh, we some of the insights we've gotten in the last couple of weeks is that school is great. I know if you've got young kids at home, you probably are thinking, boy, that is something I've never really even recognized, how great school is, because it feels like summertime, but it's not summertime, because the kids are still in school. I've got some friends who've got little ones at home, and they're just, it's so stressful. They're pulling their hair out. Tracy and I, we take so many walks now these days, and And we're just, every single day, we're so grateful that our kids are a little bit older and we don't have grade school kids at home. So we're praying for you. Parents, those of you who are out there who are struggling to be the parent and the teacher at home, God bless you. And I think you're getting some new insights in your time of suffering. 
You know, uh, one of the other insights I think we all we've we've all gained in these last few weeks is how important how important toilet paper is. Um, we're we're all just so grateful for toilet paper. In fact, my wife got up early this morning, and she left and went to Target. She said, "Brian, I'm I'm going to go to Target because I'm going to try to get some toilet paper. Pray for me." So, I, and she did. Happy to report, she came back, and we have toilet paper, which is great because I bought some extra tortillas last week just in case. But <laughs> anyway. You know, as you, as you think about this story, as we dig into this story in John chapter 9, I, I want you to just pay attention to these two characters, and I want you to decide which one you relate to more. One character is the blind man, and what we're going to see from the blind man is he goes from this, from this guy who didn't even know Jesus at the beginning of the story to this person who has faith in Jesus. So what we see is that suffering for him you know, the fact that he was born blind, suffering turns out being something that was a blessing in his own life. And maybe even in the midst of all this suffering we're going through, God is going to, in the end, he's going to bless you through it if you'd allow him to. So this blind man, I'll just read a couple verses, a couple passages here. It says in verse 11, the man they call Jesus, his own words. So he didn't even know Jesus before that. Jesus heals him and he's like, the man they call Jesus, he had no clue who Jesus was. Later he says, I think he must be a prophet. Later he says to the Pharisees, I don't even know whether he's a sinner or not. He has no idea who this Jesus really is. But by the end of the story, he puts his faith in Jesus. And all of that comes about because of suffering. And here's what I believe. I believe that there are people watching live streams all over the world. I, th- I believe there are people that are being forced, because of this suffering, they're being forced into this new understanding, this new insight, and hopefully they're going to see the, this new insight about who Jesus is, who God is, and they would be like this blind man. God used suffering in the blind man's life to bring incredible blessing. But there's another character in the story, and you're going to see this as you read it. In fact, I encourage you to read John chapter 9 at home as a family. Read it together. There's so much great stuff here. We're not, we're not even going to be able to cover all of it. But the second character is the Pharisee. In fact, there's a group of Pharisees, and we're going to see this interaction with these Pharisees. And what happens for them is the suffering for them does not ever open their eyes. They never open their eyes through all of this because they, they kind of felt like they were above all of it. They kind of felt like they didn't really need a Savior. They didn't need Jesus and so again, in your, in your own life, I want, I want you to ask yourself, am I willing to open my eyes? Am I willing to see life in a new light because of what's going on with coronavirus right now? I, I look forward to six months, 12 months from now, when we can look back and see all of the stories of people's lives who were changed because of this emergency, because of this pandemic God loves to get glory through every situation, good and even through bad. Here's the first point for today as we look at how suffering can open our eyes. Suffering opens our eyes to our own weakness. Our own weakness. This is the starting point for every relationship with God. The truth is, the Bible says that if you think you're strong, then you probably won't ever come to Jesus. If you don't recognize your own weakness, then you probably won't ever put your faith in a Savior because you don't think you need a Savior. Now, the blind man recognized his weakness. Let's take a look at this verse. Verse 6, once again, it says that Jesus spit on the ground. He made mud with the saliva. 
And he spread the mud over the blind man's eyes, and then he told him, go wash yourself in the pool. And he did. He went and washed himself in the pool, and he came back seeing. Now, a couple things I, I want to make sure you understand about this story. Number one, the blind man's approach wasn't, I don't need, I don't need to see. I'm good. I'm fine. My sight is fine. No, no, the blind man recognized he was blind. That's kind of obvious. Jesus spits in the mud, and I, I always thought that was kind of weird. Why did he have to do that? Like, especially right now with the social distancing, probably we'd be like, no, don't, don't put that on your eyes. You shouldn't do that. That's not good, right? This is like violating every governor's rule, every president's rule that's been put out there. But see, this guy, the blind man, didn't care. He put this nasty spit mud he allowed Jesus to put it on his eyes. And then, and then Jesus said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And, and the, guy did, the guy didn't say, like, no, wait, I don't want to have to go. I don't want to walk over there. Just heal me right now. You notice what the guy does? He just simply obeys. I love the attitude of the blind man. The attitude is just a complete attitude of dependence and humility and weakness. And because this blind man simply obeyed, because this blind man recognized his weakness, what he was doing is he was putting himself into a position where God could heal him. And I encourage you, I challenge you today that if you're in a place where you're really struggling, uh, you know, I know we can, it's easy to call that a bad situation. But if you would humble yourself and in your weakness, if you would simply obey and be obedient to Jesus, I think that you'll find maybe like this blind man that Jesus might show up in your life. I know in my own life, in my own, one of my biggest trials in my life is when, when I was diagnosed, the doctor said I had cancer eating away at my bones. It turns out that that was a wrong diagnosis. But for three weeks, Tracy and I, we, we thought I was going to be gone. And I, I, still, I still remember the lessons from, from those few weeks in my life, how powerful God spoke to me in my weakness. Paul says, when I am weak, then I am strong. And I would encourage you to embrace your weakness. Embrace your suffering if you're going through some stuff right now. Maybe it's not even related to coronavirus. Maybe there's stuff that was going on well before this pandemic and, and it's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle, at least on the national scene. But in your life, you know what that's all about. I want to encourage you and challenge you to be like the blind man and embrace your weakness, embrace your suffering, embrace your trial, because God just might open your eyes to an insight through it all. Here's the second thing. Suffering opens our eyes to God's strength. It challenges us to let go of the illusion of control. We see this, by the way, in John chapter 9, verse 3. It says this, when the, Pharise- when the disciples asked why this guy had this was born blind. It says, Jesus speaking, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. Jesus says it right there. Like he gives it away right there that the power of God is what this whole miracle is about. This whole miracle is about the blind man opening his eyes to the power and the sovereignty of God, which the blind man does. But the Pharisees in the story never do it. The Pharisees don't open their eyes to God's strength. What happens as you read on with the Pharisees, what happens in, in their life, in their story, is they just hold tighter and tighter to their illusion of control. And I call it an illusion because it's not real control. 
The Pharisees thought that they were in control. Read the story for yourself, but I'll just read verse 16. It says that some of the Pharisees came and said, This man, Jesus, is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. See, the Pharisees thought that they were in control. You know, if you're a religious person, maybe you have the same idea that the Pharisees have, that, that rules give you control. The Pharisees had all these rules, all these laws, all these regulations, but none of those rules led them to Jesus because they didn't allow it, allow those rules to. Jesus doesn't want us to blindly follow rules for the rules' sake. Jesus gives rules for a reason, but the Pharisees thought that the rules were all about control. So it's interesting that they're their response to Jesus is, oh, he's, he's working on the Sabbath. He must not be from God. See, they thought they were in control. And so when, when Jesus was breaking the rules, they're like, well, this guy can't be from God. So they never realized that they had no control. They never realized that they, they actually needed God's strength. They thought that they could get to God from, on their own strength, in their own power, in their own sovereignty. And that's the reason they missed Jesus altogether in the story. And I want to speak to some of you out there who maybe are feeling a lack of control in your life right now. That's pretty natural. That's how I feel. Some of you, though, some of you, though, are like the Pharisees where you feel like that lack of control, you're missing the point about that lack of control. The truth is that God wants us in all of these situations to recognize that he is strong and that we are weak. Don't be like the Pharisee. Here's the third thing I want you to understand. And this probably is the most important one for some of you today. Suffering opens our eyes to God's goodness. It doesn't just open our eyes to our weakness and to his strength, but it also helps us to see his goodness. The truth is that Jesus seeks out people in pain and offers them new life. I don't know what, what your picture of Jesus is. Maybe some of you are tuning in. You wouldn't go to an actual church building for whatever reason, but, but maybe you stumbled upon our stream on Facebook or on YouTube, and so you're watching this, and we're so glad that you are. But for some of you, you might have this idea, this picture of Jesus that he doesn't really care about people. Maybe you've been through some pain and suffering in your own life, and you feel like that, that God doesn't care about you. That's the message that you've gotten, whether just in your, in, through your experience or whether it's through a religious leader in your life. But I want to encourage you that Jesus, the, the God of this story, the God of John chapter 9, that Jesus actually cares about you in your suffering. We see that at the end of the story. It says in verse 35, when Jesus had heard what had happened, all the interaction that the blind man had with the Pharisees, He found the man and he asked, do you believe in the son of man? And the man answered, who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. I I want to pause on this verse for a second. You see, I highlighted it. Because the, the thing that jumps out to me is that Jesus found this man. Early in the chapter, Jesus had healed him. And now right here, Jesus is seeking him out. The Bible says that Jesus seeks and saves the lost Jesus cares about you. If you're, 
if you're lost, if you're someone who says, hey, I, I need Jesus. I feel like I'm in, I, I'm in pain right now. I'm suffering right now. I don't know if he even cares about me. I don't, I don't know if he even cares about the stuff that I'm going through right now. I want you to read that verse again, and I want you to apply it to your own life. When Jesus heard what had happened, he found the man. He sought out the man, and he said, do you believe in me? Now, this is interesting because earlier Jesus had, had healed the blind man of his physical sight, and now he's trying to heal him spiritually. The truth is, God cares about the whole person. He cares about what you're going through in this world right now, but he also cares about the deeper need in your life, and the deepest need in your life is a spiritual need, and that's why Jesus sought out this guy at the end of the story. So he said, do you believe in me? And the man, I love this, the man's answer. It's such an honest, authentic answer. He says, who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. This man had this, this attitude, this humble attitude that says, I want to know. I want to know who God is. I want to know who the Messiah is. I want to know who can save me from myself. And then it says, if we go on to verse 37 and 38, Jesus says this, you have seen him. I love that. You have seen him. He'd never, the first thing that the blind man even saw in his whole life was Jesus. You have seen him and he is speaking to you. And I love the blind man's response. He says, yes, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped Jesus. So here this guy is, he goes from not even knowing the first thing about Jesus. And now he's gone to this place where he's put his faith in Jesus Christ. Why? Because of suffering. Because he was born blind. God was so good to this man that he allowed something that seemed bad, something that seemed negative in his life, he allowed that to be something that God could use for his own glory. This is what God loves to do in all of our suffering. My challenge to you today, whatever place you find yourself in, we're all going through some kind of lack of comfort or suffering or loss of control in our lives. I think we all have. But my challenge to you is, are you seeing God through it like the blind man? Would you humbly see God through it? Or are you going to be like the Pharisees and refuse to cede control to Jesus? Refuse to admit your weakness. Refuse to admit your need for him. I, I just would pray that you would accept the God of the blind man, the Jesus of the Bible, the one who performed this miracle in John chapter 9. I want to end with one more verse, and this is from actually the chapter before John chapter 9, but it's so good, it's, it sets up this whole story. It says in verse 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and he said this, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. I want to invite you to come out of the darkness and walk in the light. I want to invite you to turn to the God who is good and seeks you out. The God who is strong and has power over blindness and over viruses. He has power over all of our lives. I want to invite you to admit your weakness and your need for a savior. And I want to invite you, like the blind man, to open your eyes to the light of the world. His name is Jesus. Would you pray with me? God, I praise you for this story in John chapter 9, I praise you that you are a good God and that you are a strong God and that you help us in our weakness. 
And I pray, Lord God, today for the person who's at home who's watching this, who needs, who needs you. They, this story, this miracle, Lord God, has opened their eyes to their need for you. This coronavirus or maybe some other situation in their life has opened their eyes to their desperate need for a Savior. And Lord God, I pray that those people would open their eyes to you today. And I pray, Lord God, that you would receive them. God, I I pray, Lord, our response would be like the blind man's response, that after we believe in you, that we would worship you. So God, I pray that even in this even in this pandemic, even in, even in this global crisis, God, that your kingdom would advance, that more and more people would see you for who you really are. I pray that you would open our eyes. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.